Welcome back, goddesses, to another episode of Awaken My Soul podcast, a sacred space where we discuss what makes your soul come alive in and out of the bedroom. This is your host, Melissa McEwen, founder of Awaken My Soul, woman's sacred sex and everlasting love coach, certified holistic health coach, pleasure priestess, vlogger, and kitchen Looking forward to sharing the juiciness of this episode with you. I'm so mm, just super juicy, vibing out, just super grateful for this incredible guest that I'm bringing on today. So without further ado, welcome Ms. Taylor Simpson. Uh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and to just share the space with you and allow the universe to guide whoever it's to guide. Mm. I feel like we're creating like a sacred portal where we're just going to adventure together. So I'm really excited about this. I love it. Yes. Likewise. So the first question I'd love to ask is what awakens your soul? Oh, nature. Nature awakens my soul every single time. Feet in the grass, clouds in the sky, trees around me, just being in that dirt completely awakens my soul. Mm, barefoot? Are we talking like oh, yeah. crawling Bare- around? Barefoot, like- <laughs> rolling around, like, you know, grass of the hair. I'm like mm. the, I'm a, a wild woman. I, I, it's a joke um, for my husband and I. We're building a house in the mountains and it, the test has to be, I should be able to go on a hike completely naked and no one sees me. So yes. naked in, in nature. Let's add it that. Naked in nature. Ooh. lightens up enlightens my soul ah <laughs> oh, yes I feel that it makes me want to like rip my clothes off and go into nature <laughs> maybe the opposite go into nature and then rip my right there you go there you go <laughs> I love that so much I am holding that vision for you as you embark on this adventure of finding your mm-hmm. sanctuary have mm-hmm. you found the property have well, yeah, we've got a list of about six now. We're going down um, to, in Asheville, North Carolina in two weeks to go actually put our feet on the, the different lands that we found. They're 30 acres on the top of a mountain. So we're going to go check them out, feel the energy, and we'll, we'll know when we get there which plot we're going to buy. Mm, how yeah. fun and intuitive yeah. and magical. I'm really excited so for that. Thank you. Yes. And... I'm curious. We were talking about this before we hopped on. We're talking about morning. I don't like the word morning so much. Rising, grand rising rituals, routines that you use to really anchor in your frequency for the day. Can you share with us what your morning or your ideal ceremony for the morning would look like? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I call it a ritual. Same, same as you know, you, it's really I call it a ritual versus, like you said, rising. That's actually, I, I, might, I might shift that. That's beautiful. Uh, rising uh, ritual. Yeah, it's something that I, I just make it a non-negotiable in my life versus, versus a routine, which a routine you can kind of change, right, my view. But a ritual is like, no, this is, this is a non-negotiable. This is a part now of my DNA, of my genetic makeup is this rising ritual. So for me, it's about three hours, sometimes more. I purposely create space where I don't do any um, air quote work because I don't believe work is any of this um, until 12 o'clock at the earliest. So I wake up without an alarm. I just allow myself to wake up when I'm ready to wake up 
And then I, you know, when I do wake up, I just kind of just take in my surroundings, get a few deep breaths, and then I move into my, um, my space, my sacred space and do about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour meditation, whether that's guided, whether that's just breath work, whether that's just, you know, listening to the sound of the city around me, because I live in the city. It just, it depends on what my soul's calling for during that period, but it's always first. And then I um, stream of conscious journal. I write down what I'm grateful for, um, set intentions, just about usually an hour and a half of journaling at this point, just wherever, whatever needs to come out. And then I, um, I pull Oracle cards. I've got about you know, 10 different decks, I pull whichever ones are calling to me, I pull those, those cards, and then I read for 45 minutes, I have to set an alarm though for that, I do have to structure that, or else I will read all day long, um, so for that, I have like a little, like a timer that I, that I flip over that sand uh, to keep me <laughs> on that, but I wrap up with reading, and then I stand up and do, you know, about 15 to 20 sun salutations just to then get my body moving, um, ground myself, feet planted, palms open, facing the window, and just kind of letting that light pour on me, and then I'm, I'm ready for the day. Mm. Yeah. Like chills, as you said, DNA, like this is part of my DNA, mm -hmm. and I'm currently reading the Sophia Code. I'd be curious to so know, what are you currently reading? Yes, I am reading, um, it's called Shakti Rising. Shakti Rising. Yes. Beautiful. Yes, I just finished up before that. Actually, Sophia Code, and then before that was, um, it, it's by Sarah, S-E-R, Black. It's called Re Revelations. Mm -hmm. It's like a divine feminine book. That was before uh, that. It was so good. So good. <laughs> I'll have those to the show notes so we can dive yeah. into those yes. as well. Awesome. Yes. So like, man, like I could say so many things about you and like why I wanted to bring you on. And can you share with us who you are and what you do and your journey to, you know, maybe like the dark night of the soul to where you are now, this like, yeah. this mentor yeah. of spiritual Abs awakening. Absolutely. And it's funny, you know, I'll touch on where I'm at now, but to think kind of, I remember used to, I hear people where they're at now and think, wow, okay, you know, it's easy for them, blah, blah, blah. But I've a cat that lived, that has lived about nine lives. So yes, I've been at that rock bottom. So I like to preface it with that because it's really easy to look at someone and think, wow, look, they just always had it together. Not the case. And you'll, you'll quickly hear that in a moment. But right now, um, what I am, I'm a light worker, a leader, a mentor, a teacher um, of just truly helping people wake up and guide them through that, whether that's a spiritual awakening, whether that's a reality awakening, whatever you want to call it. And they just know that, that there's more to them that is ready to be expanded um, and ascend into. And I do that through helping people tap into the frequency of abundance, of freedom, of joy through science, mysticism, and spirituality. So I, I blend those three together. Uh, I like to say I'm like a, a, a unicorn, divine goddess, mystic, uh, you know, teacher, if you could put it all in one thing. So that's kind of, that's what I do. And it looks in all different forms, whether that's my podcast, whether that's speaking on stages, I'm a motivational speaker, sharing my story from Hot Mess Express to to who I am today. And, and you know, I just, it's my belief that 
I'll always morph, I'll always change into who my soul is in this moment and then how it's going to best serve my community. So I might be a completely different person next year. You never know. Um, but to get to where I'm at today, yeah, my, my dark night of the soul was about seven years ago when I was just finished off a whole box of Oreos, had just broken a vase intentionally sitting by my, spoiler alert, uh, my ex-husband and looking around, watching TV and realizing, realizing I had never felt so alone. I had never felt so disconnected from that little girl in me who loved to roll around on the grass, who was silly, who wore tutus and covered in glitter. And she was a unicorn. And I completely lost touch with her. And I realized at that moment that I, I needed to take responsibility and really understand why I got to where I was at. And where I was at was the next day then I put myself in anger management and Overeaters Anonymous because I had massive inner rage issues on the outside. You would never know. I had, I worked on Capitol Hill. I worked for the UN World Food Program. I had the, the apartment. I mean, I had the relationship, all the things. Inside, hot mess, eating my feelings away, shoving down insecurities, shoving down my voice with food, uh, breaking things because I didn't know how to actually use my superpowers and my energy for good, was just like overwhelmed with courses of energy going through my body that was rage and anger due to suppressed emotions, um, you know, just, uh, you know, brought up in this on the outside of perfect family until I found out that my dad, who was a pastor, pastor was having multiple affairs. Um, I was an expert people pleaser, constantly morphing myself to fit in with, with girls in middle school and high school, right? And completely losing touch or even building who I truly was. And so with all of that, I, I built up all this rage that I never knew if I just forgave the people who didn't know any better on how they treated me and were just doing the best they could. And so when I took that responsibility and, and, began to make a shift in my life. That's when I had a spiritual awakening. I read the book, The Power of Now, which I don't even remember how that book came into my life. One day I'll go get hypnotized or something to, to remember because it's like, it just came into my life out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. You know, five pages in, I was like, wait, what? Like I, I had the responsibility to, to show up how I meant to show up in this moment only the past doesn't matter. Wait, what? And it was one of those moments where the light bulb clicked. And ever since then, it was a just, I went all in on neuroscience, on psychology, on mysticism, on law of attraction, manifestation, all that stuff, the foundational stuff. And it just became my life so much that when I began sharing it on social media, uh, people were asking for my support and my guidance and, and, and teachings and coaching. I was able to quit my, you know, air quote, dream job on Capitol Hill and fully go into the teacher that I am today and, and teaching people how to go from a sleep or a hot fucking mess, right, uh, to a goddess and a mystical, you know, unicorn if they want to. Mm, wow. What a journey. And to think, I love how you say hot mess express to now <laughs> this magical light worker, unicorn goddess, like, it's incredible and inspiring to think that that can happen within seven years, yeah. right? Or less. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's when we make that shift um, and even the first, you know, it wasn't probably till maybe 
three years ago that I fully went in on accepting my gifts. So it was four years of walking around like a giraffe with, you know, a baby giraffe trying to figure out what I'm, so, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't the cute path of seven years. I was awake. It was the first four years. What am I doing? Oh my gosh, I need to leave this marriage I'm in. Oh my gosh. How do I like learn more? It was, it was a messy ride, but obviously that's just the human journey. And when we embrace it, we get to constantly evolve and then really go all in. And so the last three years, I've been just all in on accepting my gifts and helping people accept theirs as well. So I would love to really highlight that for anyone listening who is in a marriage that doesn't feel aligned, that feels like they're kind of stuck, like they might be downloading some hints of what their gifts are, but they haven't fully stepped in. What would you say to that woman who wants to leave that relationship and wants to fully commit to her gifts? Mm. Don't listen to your ego. I remember that was the biggest thing when I was in a marriage that was just unserving, right? We got, we got married. We were both asleep. I was, you know, that's just who I was and it wasn't a healthy relationship, but I remember I kept thinking, well, you know, I'm going to miss his family or what about our house or what about our dog? All these very egoic attachments. And so if you're in a space where you know for certain, right, you've done the things and you've tried and you've done the inner work and you, it's just still not in alignment, right? Really ask yourself, like, is it worth staying in something that I know is out of alignment for the sake of my attachment issues? And right there, you'll know exactly what you need to do. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, the ego is so loud sometimes compared to the intuition. So I love how you remind us to really listen to the the inner guidance. Always. Our inner guidance always knows the answer. It's just our fear of society's views of us, our family's views of us, our views of ourselves is the only thing that actually keeps us from truly listening to that voice and taking action on that voice. And the moment we we allow ourselves to, to say yes to that voice. You can never go back. You can never go back. <laughs> it's crazy to think that we live in a world of so much illusion with the mm-hmm. ego constantly telling us how we should be. That word should is like always the ego, right? And like, what, how do you dec- decipher what is an illusion and what is truth. I, I think this was on your stories. You're talking about your comfort zone and yeah. like the false sense of truth, right? This illusion. Yeah. So how do you decipher like what is my truth mm-hmm. and what is the story that's on replay? Yeah. Beautiful question for me. And in, in what I teach my clients is, is two places in your body. We'll quickly let you know, because our body knows will quickly let you know if you're in or out of alignment. If it's in your heart and it's expansive, sometimes it's kind of butterflies, a little scary, but it's expansive, it's in alignment. If it's in your gut and it's heavy and it's fear based on, oh, I just know that's not for me, not fear because it's fear of failure, right? There's a little bit of a difference. But if it's like that heavy feeling in your gut where you're just like, ah, this just doesn't feel right and that feeling doesn't go away, you're out of alignment. Those two things, when you can learn to trust which part of your body is speaking to you, you don't need to ask for someone's opinion. You don't need to ask if they yeah. agree with you. You just know if, you're, if it's for you or not. And 
when you get that down, you can make split decisions. That's what I, you know, I do and I teach is it's the moment you get tapped into those. I can start a whole thing in my business, a whole new product, a course. I could be days into it, spent, you know, a hundred dollars in it. But the moment I feel it in my gut where it's like, this isn't, this isn't for me. This isn't for me. I'll completely delete it. Like, and, and just put it aside and move on with my life. And when we're able to kind of cut those ties without, you know, I call it the art of detachment, um, that strengthening of is this an alignment or not an alignment becomes stronger and stronger and you waste less time on figuring out if it's in alignment or not and therefore wasting time of your precious life. Mm. Such a great way to really decipher that the yeah. heart is such a beautiful guidance system. Yeah. And I want to go back to the baby giraffe analogy. <laughs> I, I, that visualization is like in my mind. So I want to go back to that where someone feels like they might know what their gifts are. They're like you were working in a corporate job or in a job that's like a nine to five, which is beautiful. Some people yeah. love that works for some people. But for those who are looking for more um, autonomy within their career and more uh, time freedom and all of this, to be really fully in control of all of that, how would you help that baby giraffe like stand tall and move forward? Yeah, it's either the word responsibility kind of comes is coming through, and so it's really understanding that. When you want to have that time freedom, when you want to share your gifts, when you want to get paid to, to support people and, and guide them, whether that's a product, a course, whatever, right? It's your responsibility to be the baby giraffe and just continue to take one step forward. Because when you go into that space of the time freedom and creating your own life, you get to be an example for people around you but of what it looks like to truly, truly step into, you know, the unknown and the magic that comes with it. So when you're uneasy or fearful or just kind of putting one step in and then back out, one step in, back out, take that deep breath and realize, okay, my soul is calling me to this for a reason. It's my responsibility to lean into this, knowing if the vision is in me, this is something I always say, if the vision is in me, it's for me. Therefore, it is my responsibility to my soul and to everyone around me to do this, even if I look like a baby giraffe. Mm. Fully stepping in one mm. step at a time. Yep. Mm. Absolutely. So that leads me into, let's say you're I know you're all about the financial or the, the money or the abundant frequency. So let's say this baby giraffe is moving forward and taking one step at a time and following her heart and, or his heart and spirit. Um, but the money is, is the missing component, I guess you could say, because mm -hmm. I work with a lot of women moving through this as well. And I would love to know your perspective on it. What is your greatest advice or gift that you would say mm. to this, this being. Mm, absolutely. The, the frequency that money, abundance, um, whatever you want to call it, sits on is the frequency of love, period. Money is love. 
love is money and love is many other things, but it's, it's the same for one and the same. So if you are so in love with what you are doing in your life, how you are supporting other people, when you're so in love with yourself, with the home you're in, with the relationships you're in, like in, like actually sitting physically in love, you are actually operating at a frequency of love, which means you are an automatic magnet for everything else. It's, imagine like a stack of papers is how I always like to explain this. Stack of papers, bottom being shame, right? Towards the top being love, top is being enlightenment, obviously is the whole goal. And everything that's on that, on those different sheets of frequency has many other things in it too. But that piece of paper that is love or that frequency also has money on it because money is there to support you, to take care of you. It just is materialistically and energetically. But if you look at it from this place of, oh, it's just love, I can attract love because I am love. You are always going to be supported. It's in those moments of doubting yourself, of shame, of fear of speaking up, of fear of sharing your true gifts, you're blocking money. So I always find, whether it's a client I work with or, or people in my community, when they come to me and say, you know, I've been doing all the things, I've, you know, I'm, I'm sharing my gifts, I'm showing up, and I'm still not calling in my ideal clients or, or you know, filling up my courses or whatever that is. And so I ask them, how much are you in love with the process? How mm -hmm. much are you in love with your life? Or are you just constantly focused on how much money can I attract? How many goals can I achieve? Every time they're like, crap. Yep. I was chasing the goal. I was chasing the outcome. Mm. And that's from a place of lack and scarcity, which is in shame, which is in all the low frequencies. So of course, they're not attracting the money they want. The moment they make that switch of, okay, I love the fact that I get to support people. I get to guide them. I get to create a product to give to them that's improving their life. I love the fact that I get to do this. The next day, your DMs are full. Your inbox is full because people actually that are sitting on that frequency, you're now with them on it. This isn't like woo-woo. This is actual, this is, you know, quantum physics per se. And so that's when you have those miracles of, oh my gosh, yeah. And then the next day I... So, you know, my course was filled. How did that happen? It's because you finally flipped the switch on from love to allowing, which is just that, that magical um, piece that makes everything work so effortlessly. So I feel like as an entrepreneur, we have, um, the words that are coming to mind are like this responsibility, this um, pressure, I guess you could say, to show up every day, whether that's through posting in the feed, on stories, IGTV, video, YouTube, like there's so many weaving platforms that, that go together. And from what I'm hearing from you is instead of feeling like you have to show up, make it so that way you love showing up and yes. you want to be there. Yeah. So can you talk more about that paradigm shift? Yeah. I want to dissect Abs that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'll, 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 propose, I'll pose it with a question. What if you showed up less, like three-fourths less than you currently do? But when you show up that three-fourths less, 
you show up with so much potency, so much love, so much energy that the people that receive it, actually 100% of them hear it versus if you were to show up 100% in all the places all the time and people are used to that and they hear maybe 50% of what you're saying, completely different balance. So what would it look like to be so potent with the one time you show up once a week? Mm, that feels good. Just <laughs> hearing that feels so good. Um, yeah. I like every job I've ever had, I end up doing the social media and growing the accounts and, and posting and all of this. And it's interesting. The clients I attract are usually wanting to pick my brain around marketing and social media. And from someone who I'm talking to, you have quite a network. Mm-hmm. Um, just from looking at your Instagram, it's over a hundred K and it's ever expanding, ever growing. So I, what I'm hearing is the biggest piece of advice is like, when you show up, show up in full potency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you would want to add on? Yeah, to- absolutely. Love, love these questions. Cause this is like, uh, you know, I don't, I, I used to do business coaching and I don't do anymore, but this is something that you can apply, whether this is, if you have a, a your own coaching company or you're just yourself and you want to share your love of plants, right? This could work for anyone. So I just, I preface that because you don't have to have, or even have the desire to have your own business. You could just want to grow your community because you just, you want to share what you love most um, in your life. And so uh, really the, the key for how I've created the community and the steadfast community that was with me from the very beginning, um, when I was actually first married, uh, (laughs) all of that is just being fully, fully me. That is the people are like, how can you grow your social media? How do you do this? What's the strategy? The only strategy I've ever used, honest to God, is just being me. And when you show up being fully you, like no, no filtering, no second guessing, just you, you attract people on that frequency and it's in abundance. Yeah, you can have, you know, you can comment on hashtags and do the things, right? The very masculine things and they work, absolutely. But in the end, it's all energy, right? We can't fake hashtags. We can't fake, but but you but you have to be yourself. That's something that just comes naturally or you can fake them, right? And so the moment you're you and you just show up with, with love and gratitude for her who currently is in your community. That's something that I hear is people are like, well, how am I, you know, supposed to make a lot of money in abundance and, and, and serve people if I only have, you know, 300 followers. Uh, that's 300 people that chose to opt in to listen to you. Imagine there's 300 people in a room. That's a big room. That's a big room. So completely give those 300 people your full undivided attention and love and those 300 people will buy from you period versus 500,000 people but you're kind of yourself you grew it in a weird way or in an authentic way you're going to have 300 people buy from you versus 500,000 people buy from you so when you understand the energy of it and really just be all in love with showing up as yourself you have 
no way to fail. It's literally impossible. Mm. And I feel that from your page, like you are exuding this unapologetic, radical sense (laughs) of (laughs) this is me, take it or leave it. And I love that. That makes me want to question too, like everyone talks about the niche, like how you have to have one narrow pointed Mm. focus. And I've personally really struggled with having to be so narrow because I like to be expansive and open. And I think that's part of being unapologetically authentic in ourselves is being able to be expansive and talk about more than just one thing. So how do you weave those together? Yeah. Beautiful question. Uh, so I, I'm right there with you on, you know, I, I used to struggle with figuring out like, okay, well, who am I serving? Who's that one person? What's the avatar right document? And while we're, yes, we should be energetically clear on who we're speaking to. Otherwise we we're speaking to everyone and then we're not serving anyone because no one feels fully seen, heard, understood, and supported. And so I always, that's one of our, our mottos in my company is everyone in my community must feel seen, supported, and understood, period. Like that's a non-negotiable and the, the pillars in, in what we operate. And so under that, I asked myself, okay, today, where do I, where does my community need to be supported a little more in? Where does my community need to be a little more heard in today? And be, if you do a good job being you, you're not going to talk about 80 things, right? If you're really you, you've got that one thing that you're really passionate. And yes, it's an umbrella and it has other things under it, but there's a theme to it. There really is a theme to it. Um, And so if you have that theme and if you're authentically you, you don't have to worry about what topic to talk about, what pain point your ideal client has, because you just know based on how you've built the relationship with them. For example, um, you know, you could say my umbrella, if you want to use myself as an example, my umbrella is, is, is happiness, it's abundance, it's, you know, unicorn glitter. Like if you could say, what does Taylor represent? It's probably what my community would say. Um, but under that, under the, the happiness bubble, under the abundance bubble, under the unicorn bubble, I can then talk about, um, you know, self-growth. I can talk about retreats. I can talk about divine feminine. I can talk about sexuality. I can talk about conspiracy theories. I can talk about anything I want, knowing that in the end, it's under this t- type of bubble that my community is looking for. And here's the cool thing. When we get that, that umbrella going and then pinpoint different things, it's all the same person that you end up calling in. It's just, it's just how it works because you're going to immediately repel the people who aren't under that bubble. They're going to come across your page and be like, oh, divine feminine, unicorns, conspiracy theories. Nope, not for me, right? But, but that's a very, those three things, I purposely said those because they're very, quote, different, but they're who I am and who my community loves about me. Therefore, I'm just a mirror to them and what they want in their life. When you build a community, they're just a mirror to you. They look up to you. They're inspired by you because they see themselves in you. You're not a window. You're a mirror. And so when you can understand that and own that and think, oh yeah, it's 
not about me being the unicorn. It's not about me talking about the conspiracy theories. It's me being myself so they can see who they're capable of being. And that's how you truly get rid of a niche. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. I, that sparks more curiosity of your creative process, like showing up to create a post or anything, any sort of creation. Um, can you just tell us your process of how you connect with your audience and how you can decide what they need to hear from you? That's a funny, funny question because I actually, I don't. Um, I, I don't only be, and I used to kind of, you know, full transparency, I used to struggle with this and kind of give myself a hard time for not having a process, for not, you know, consistently posting on my feed, I'm using air quotes, um, for not like planning out what I'm going to talk about. I don't have a calendar, a themed calendar. I don't have a content calendar. I don't even have a launch plan. I have zero plans in my business. And if, you know, you know me, I, I truly run a, a multi-million dollar company and I with, and I, I highlight that purposely because if I can do it, anyone can, can do it. And I, you know, I, I know you're asking for, for a plan, but there, I, I really don't have one. I listen to what feels good to me. I only post what feels good to me because I know, again, I'm the mirror. And if it feels good to me, it will feel good to my community. If it doesn't feel good to me, it's not going to feel good to them. And so I, I write a post, you know, sometimes at eight o'clock at night, if I just got inspired, sometimes it's nine o'clock. I don't pay attention to the algorithm. I, and I know that when I take those hits and I do it right then versus, oh, well, should I do it at this time? Cause the algorithm is not going to promote me right at 10 o'clock at night. I know it's coming to me and being channeled to me for a reason because someone on the other side at 10 o'clock at night who's on their phone is going to hear that message and it's going to hit home for them. Same thing with, um, you know, an email or showing up my stories. I, I truly just think, all right, what feels good to talk about today? What doesn't feel good to talk about? Great. I'm not going to show up. And so that's, I, I truly base off what feels good and, and taking action on when I get a channeled hit. Wow. Like I was smiling so big when you started talking about no plan because that feels good. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's easy. And I'm, I'm outside of my business. I, I've got, you know, my morning routine. I'm, I'm consistent with working out, with eating high vibe, with, you know, my, I'm consistent everywhere else, but my business I, yeah, I used to, I've got, I'm looking at it. I, the only thing I have that creates structure in my life is this massive dry erase board. That's probably 10 times too big, but I just wanted to feel cool. <laughs> I just want to feel cool and feel like I had this massive dry erase board. Right. And every morning I come in here and I just brain dump what, what gets to get done, not needs to get done, what gets to get done. Mm. And I just go through and then I take a, a pink marker and I, just check off the ones, the top three that are the most needle moving ones. Like, do I need, if I'm promoting something, do I need to write an email for that? If I'm, do I need to record a podcast? Things that just move the needle, the very masculine things, three of those. And if I get to the other things, I get to them. But if I'm like, me, I'm done for the day. That felt good. I felt like I made a big impact. My, my The 1% of me showed up with potency and I'm out. So my dry erase board is the only structure that I have just to keep me on track. (laughs) 
Wow. So it reminds me of this. I don't know if you know who Phil Goodlife is on Instagram, but he talks about being the dot and just being very in the moment and just releasing the past, releasing the future and just being really present to like the now. And I love that about your, I want to say strategy, but it's not even really a strategy, (laughs) a very intuitive process. Yeah. Yeah. I love that being, being, I've never heard that being the dot because you know, like my thing is, and again, some people thrive off of structure and I've got, you know, peers that they've got their launch plan for three years. I don't know what I want to do a week from now. Let it like it. So it's, I don't want to assume how I'm going to be feeling in one week and then be a disservice to my community. If I have a launch planned for three months from now, like am I going to have the energy in three months to do a launch? Because if I'm not, that's going to only hurt my community. I only want to launch a program or a product when I feel so good about myself, how, how I'm showing up. Therefore, I can make the biggest impact. So that's just, that's why I've completely given myself permission. Again, I struggled with it. I'm a, I'm a human. Um, I had a lot of like ego battles and sh- I should do this. It's supposed to look this way. You're supposed to be organized. And it just, it did, it was in my gut. It didn't feel good. And it kept being in my gut. And that's where I was like, all right, I got to practice what I preach. Deleted it all. And now just do what feels good. Wow. Like, As you talk about having, I think you said like a multi-million dollar company Mm -hmm. and your creative process, very intuitive. Like there's this divine mystery and and like this big question mark in between. And it's like, (laughs) how did she do that? But it's, it's almost not even about the how or the strategy, the intention. Like I'm going to do this when it feels right. Yes. 100%. So for all of those people out there, like, how do I know how much money I'm going to make in the future? Like how, like I'm going to the how I think for you, you're more powerful in the intention, right? So how do you move forward knowing that you're provided for financially? Yeah. Uh, totally. I totally, I totally got you there. Uh, like I totally get you. That's, uh, it's a common, and I'm, I'm like, you know, smiling because it's a, it's such a common struggle that we all have. And I'm also smiling because I remember when I was in that space of like, okay, how do I make this click? Cause I, I knew that gap, that question mark gap. I'm like, oh, I'm so close to it. I feel myself surrendering just a little more, just a little more, but then ego, right. Would pull me back. And so this is, this is the process I've had to do this. Um, again, I'm not a superhuman. I like to, you know, pretend like I am. And, but I, you know, I, I preface it over and over again because I too struggle and struggle to get to this place. But once you make that click, it just makes sense. So the, the click really is, it's surrendering and asking yourself, how can I surrender a little more? Knowing if you subscribe to the fact that we live in a magical world and there are, you know, there, you know, the, the quantum field, if you believe in, you know, in spirit guides and past lives and soul contracts, which I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this, you probably do. If you fully believe that, why would you ever doubt the process? Ego, society. Great. Now that we know that, why do I still have the attachment to the need to make money? Why do I still have the attachment to need to make a million dollars? I remember when I, you know, hit my my first, you know, just even three, you know, six figure year. I remember thinking, okay, but how do I then get to my next one? How do I quadruple this? How do I even double this? And then I had to remember, wait a minute, that's not how it works. 
if I subscribe to the fact that I'm always taken care of, that if I raise my vibrations, that money is love, if that's what I teach, well then, yeah, better, sure, you, you better align with that, right? I better take my own medicine that I'm giving other people. I always like to say, don't expect other people to take your medicine if you don't take it yourself first. And so when I fully surrendered and, and said, okay, how much more can I surrender? How much more can I surrender? How much more can I trust? And just say, I love knowing that this year I'm going to make receive $2 million in exchange for supporting and inspiring people. You don't have to get clear on that means I have to have 15 launches that each have to be, you know, $50,000. Like, sure, you can do that. But in the end, if you really just want to support people and have a beautiful life, it's a, you're allowed to want money. You're allowed to want nice things. I live in a very nice apartment and have very nice things because they make me feel good. And I would be just as feeling good without them. But if I have the financial ability to add even more joy into my life, I'm going to. I'm going. I'm, I'm a human and I'm going to live the human experience to its fullest. And so when we truly understand that money is love and you subscribe to trust in the universe, then you just have to go all in. And you cannot question it. You cannot doubt it. Because the moment you doubt it, you ruin the magic. And you just keep pushing away whatever financial goal you have. Again, it's okay and perfectly fine to have financial goals. But from a place of, I am excited to serve people and inspire them. Mm, so what I'm hearing is, trust that you're always provided for mm -hmm. and believe it fully. Yeah. And if you second guess that, it yeah. ruins all of it. Yes. Spot on. And surrender. Just keep surrendering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I would love to talk about the phases of a, cre a creator, an entrepreneur. We go through radical phases of Saraswati energy where we're very creative and very inspired and very connected to source. And then we have weeks or days where we are resting and we feel like we have to be doing more. We're not doing enough, but to know that we're going through upgrades and we are resting to ascend, to, to level up. So can you expand upon that a bit more kind mm -hmm. of how you have accepted your own process mm. and really held yourself through yeah. this. Such a, such a good question because I too struggled with this one a lot for many, many years. Uh, you know, I'll be the first one to call myself out for not being perfect. I struggled with the masculine and feminine uh, energies. It's, it's kind of what I, I think in the other line of what you're asking. Um, for a really long time. I always prided myself in the doing and I would get things done. I'm a manifesting generator and I'm a Leo. So I've got like all of the, the doing and the fire things just in me. So I used to think, well, that's just how I am. I'm just a doer. I'm just, a, I, I, I get the things done. I launch the courses. I, I make it happen, right? Uh, before I really, really fully surrendered into this allowing phase that I'm in. And so when I realized how exhausting that was to just be doing all the time and hustling and launching things and, and just being, but from a place of like, I have to be, it was exhausting and I was over it. And so that's when I, I realized, okay, what if I was able to ask myself questions, like to get curious, what if 
I challenged myself, you know, Aaliyah loves a good challenge. What if I challenged myself to stop doing? What would that look like? What would that look like? And so for a month straight, um, I allowed myself just to like be, just to like not even show up. I, you know, I always, if I want to show honor, if I want to show up, you know, when I want to, but I was like, how can I take this to another level where even when I feel inspired to show up, what if I just don't? What if I just allow myself to be like super extreme feminine, right? Just to really see what that tasted like. Um, and, you know, it felt good. It felt good to do nothing, but we also want to make sure we are doing something to be of service because it's our responsibility. And so when we then meet in that middle piece of the being in the being moments and doing in the doing moments, you save your energy. And the beautiful thing about the feminine energy, especially that people forget, it is so freaking powerful. Like that feminine energy is an actual magnet. Masculine energy is not. It's doing. It's laying the foundation. Then the feminine energy is like, oh, let me just, boop, let me make the rest of the house just appear because it's, it allows. It's just, it's flowy. That's why the, the water is very feminine, air, all that. It's so if you can think, okay, how can I add more flow in between the writing, the email, the doing, and you find that happy medium balance, you don't get exhausted. You don't get depleted. Um, and another thing to even add an extra step to that, women are cyclical creatures. If you work with your uh, menstrual cycle, with your moon cycle, Oh my gosh, your business and your life can totally change. And I, I did a whole podcast episode on how to literally what to do each week of your cycle um, in your business. So I just, I, I highly recommend to go listen to that um, episode. But when we even add that into it, you, you honor every season that you're in, in a 30 day, you know, 30, 28 day period. It's incredible. So your podcast is called A Tailored Adventure to Happiness. I'll yep. link that in the show notes and then I'll find that episode or those episodes yeah. and also link those below because I've been doing a deep dive into all of that because yes. it's, it's magical and to really use our cycle as like a death and rebirth and yes. to really rest in those yeah. times and use it as ceremony. It's yeah. such a beautiful form of transformation. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this and you're one of those structured people who have their whole content calendar planned out and you're hearing, Ooh, this, this actually feels a little better. This feels a little better. Go learn how to work with your cycles and it will, it will be your content calendar. I can just say that it will, if you work with your cycle, that's your content calendar. When you under, mm. you, when you go research that you'll get what I mean, but that actually I've never put those two and two together. Um, but you, yeah, that would actually help you completely get rid of your content calendar. <laughs> mm, your cycle is your content calendar. I love that because as I'm, I just restarted my YouTube channel yesterday and I've been deep diving into how to grow, you know, all of that. And it talks about having this content calendar and being consistent. So how do you create consistency and with the flow and with because that's the masculine, right? Is the structure and the, yes. the flow within the structure. So how do you yeah. navigate? Yeah. Beautiful example, um, especially with YouTube. You're correct. You need to be consistent, right? And that's where we have to sometimes, okay, how do I infuse the ease into what I know I, in the 3D human world, I need to do, right? Because we are in a 3, 3D human world. Um, so for that, 
it's really about the languaging. Uh, let's, yeah, use YouTube as an example, such a good example um, of the languaging. So it's almost like, okay, I get to record a video three times a week. I get to. I get mm. to do that on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. And you plug that in your calendar, um, one o'clock, one o'clock, one o'clock. And you have the, like, the actual languaging on your calendar. I get to record a YouTube mm. video on whatever I desire. That way, when you come to it, it's not like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like, it's more like, oh, no, 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 no. My past self gave me permission that I get to do this and it's for the greater good. So that little energy shift actually allows you to not even make it a masculine thing, but actually I get to just flow into one o'clock. I get to sit down, I get to record. It gets to be easy and it gets to be consistent. It's incredible how that just feels so much more delicious <laughs> and like a privilege. Like I get to do this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So something I would love to touch back on more is happiness. Mm. Can you share with us your journey to really anchoring in your happiness? And like the word that's coming to mind is recipe, but that's almost kind of masculine. Like how do you cultivate happiness within yourself? Mm. Uh, I don't really cultivate it. It's, it's just a habit that I have allowed to be a part of my life. Um, and it really base, bases off the choices I make, the choices around what thoughts I choose to think, on what relationships I choose to be in and not be in, what I choose to have my business and not in my business, what clients I choose to work with and not work with. And so when I make the choices that are in alignment with me at every moment in my head or externally, that align with feeling good, I'm naturally happy. And yes, there's going to be times in your life, it's life where there's going to be challenging moments, or I like to say opportunity to grow, because I don't like to say good or bad things. They're all here for us, all here to support us, very, very much so. Um, we don't even need to look for outside things to be happy or how to create it, because we've just made it a habit to only allow things that are in alignment to come into our life. Therefore, we are just naturally happy. <laughs> mm, yes. And something that I've come up against when being very positive, like all the time, at least in the past, like now I've embraced more of the darker side of yeah. being human and really yep. embracing the shadow because it is part of the light too. Yes. And I would be told back in the day, you know, it's not always rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and and to me, it's all perspective. It's, it's all real. Like we have 8 billion people on this planet. So there's 8 billion different realities and realism, right? So how do you, as a goddess, as a queen, like really just allow the judgment around your happiness when people who are resistant to it because they generally want it, right? Mm -hmm. Like how do you the word that's coming to mind is cope, but I don't like that word either. It's like, how do you 
navigate that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I totally. I totally agree. With you're you're putting down, um, and I love the the fact that you said it's em- embracing the darker parts, the shadow self. Absolutely. And I want to just touch on that quickly. Of you know, I've I've got plenty of shadow self, but I love it. Right. She's too much. She's uh, too annoying. She's too needy. She's you know whatever whatever that is that's coming up for that day. Um, I, I lean into that, but I don't make it negative. Um, that's why I like to say I'm happy most of the time and all the time because when those do come up, I'm just like, Oh, that's cute. I'm acting out. I'm seeking attention from my husband because it's a wounded part of me that didn't get attention growing up or whatever that is. And so I just, I love that you highlight that. Um, because it really is like, that's just as important those pieces. And I don't even like to call them like shadow because we make them seem like they're like icky and bad. I feel like we, we need to make like a new word for it. Like just like the parts of us that <laughs> forgot about and that we neglected um, mm. that, are, that are just that little, it's just a little girl in us that's hurt. That's the shadow self is literally like the wounded child in us. Um, anyway, so, so how I deal with then, um, yeah, I used to get a ton of criticism, um, criticism and DMs for people being like, you can't be that happy. It's impossible you're this happy or there's no way or blah, blah, blah. And as you said, it's just because they don't know how to attain that and it's triggering to them. Um, and so when, you know, people used to say that it's less and less more because I've been more intentional with who I attract. Obviously that was during a time period where I was trying to like the baby giraffe. Right. Um, and so, I would just think, well, you know, this is me, like whether you like it or not, this, this is me. And it would hurt at first for sure. Cause I'm like, well, am I this happy? Like, am I like, wait a minute. Am, like, like imposter syndrome is sort of creep, like creep in. But I'm like, no, 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 no. I, this is me. <laughs> Don't let someone else's projection of their own insecurities become you or even make you question who you are. Um, and so now it's just, I, I celebrate people who, who try to figure out how to find their dose of happiness. I celebrate them. I send them love. Um, and I give myself extra love whenever I feel like, you know, I've been putting the energy of someone who's not at that frequency and really have compassion for, for both of us. It seems like you're surrounded by a very intentional high vibe tribe. And I feel myself as well ascending into that as well. And it's, it's beautiful to see that we can still stay close with people from high school if it aligns, right? And, and then to also call in those high vibe spiritual goddesses and queens, like what is your process around making those, that web with yeah. like-minded queens? Yeah, absolutely. Um, whether that's clients or relationships, it's it's really uh, pretty much the same um, with clients in my community. I just ask myself, right, like, how can I be so me and how can I love myself so much that I only attract women who are ready, right, ready, because that way, I'm, you know, I can guide them and be their, the teacher for them. How can I be so in love with me that they just automatically know to come into my community where they automatically feel supported and seen and like, oh yeah, that's who I want to work with. And so I just constantly ask myself, who do I need to be? Who do I need to be? Because it starts with us as the leaders in order to attract it. And a really quick sign to know if you are 
being truly yourself and being true to who you're calling in as well, who you're calling in. If you're getting on sales calls, whether that's for one-on-one coaching or whatever, and you're, you keep coming across people, well, I can't afford that. Or let me ask my husband or, oh, I don't know. That's a direct direct reflection of the frequency that you're putting out and how you're showing up. So if you want to have a tribe and a community that buys everything you put out, I mean, every sales call you get on, every single person says, yeah, where do I sign up? Like, send me the link. I'm ready. If you're not having those, it's you. It's not them. It's not them. So that's when you get to ask yourself, okay, crap. What's the language I'm using? How am I thinking about money? How am I loving myself or not loving myself that I'm attracting or not attracting who I want? So it, it comes back to us. Um, and again, I went through a time period where it was like, I'd get on the calls and, well, I don't know if I can afford it. Now, every sales call, I 100% close every time because I only choose to attract people in that are ready to invest themselves because they're at that level. Uh, so it's just, that's your immediate quick no-brainer sign if you're on track or not and how you need to pivot. And the pivot could take a while. So if someone's listening, it's like, oh crap. Yep. That's where I'm at. I get that. I can't afford that all the time. It's okay. It happens. Do the work on yourself. Understand where your money blocks are. Understand what languaging you're using or not using in yourself or in your, in your, your content. Really get clear on that. Heal what you need to heal and then get back out there. It's going to take a little time because now you have to weed out the people who, who weren't ready or up-level them by making sure that you're doing the work to, to actually to lead them. Um, so that's a, 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 an easy way to do it. And then same with like friends. Um, I've got a great network of girlfriends. Um, and I ask myself, you know, what's the type of friend that I want in my life? And I need to be her. I need to meet all the expectations that I would have from a friend. I need to put in place boundaries that I would expect my friend to have. And so, you know, to sum it up, it all starts with you and how you're showing up. I love that so much. And I cannot wait to like re-listen to all of that again. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It speaks to my soul. And it's so amazing how when we show up, we are a magnet to what we want. And it's the whole law of attraction. It's, Mm -hmm. it's so powerful. So I would love to dive into childhood a little bit. What did you want to be when you were a child and what would you say to your child self? Oh my goodness. I, it's funny you asked the question what I want to be. Um, I actually wanted to be a farmer like my granddaddy. Um, and we're actually making that come true because the house that we are building on a mountain, because I'm crazy, is going to have a little mini farm on it. So I'll probably be the only person with a, a mini farm on top of a mountain because you usually don't do that because uh, it's not a lot of flat land. Anyway, so I wanted to be a farmer um, and I'm, I'm making that happen in a really fun, unique way. Or I wanted to be an astronaut for a while or a weather girl. I wanted to be the weather girl on the news because I love um, space. I love nature. And so I found a way you know, to actually include all that. I learn about space and quantum physics and mysticism. Uh, all the time. And then when it comes to, you know, being the weather girl, funny, because I really just wanted to be on TV and, and support people and give them good news. Uh, and now I, I get to do that. Um, and 
you know, on stages. So it's, it's actually really funny you say that because those are the three things um, that are very much true, but in very unique ways. And then for the advice uh, I'd give my younger self is just be you. Like my, my uniform growing up was a, I'd wear like a one piece bathing suit with a tutu, Converse sneakers, glitter all over my face, butterfly clips in my hair today pretty much the same uh <laughs> and but I lost her for a long time I, I neglected her so I would just remind her continue to be your weird unicorn glitter loving self it will pay off <laughs> it will attract the other unicorns as well. <laughs> exactly so you mentioned that you love to research and study the cosmos what are some resources that you would love to share with us to really dive into what we talked about today? Oh my goodness, that's a big question. Uh, one of my biggest um, teachers and mentors is Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, I've, I've worked with him in person at workshops. And so he's just a great place to just learn. I mean, you got to be ready for it because if, like, if you're new to that, it could be a little like, wait, what? I don't understand walking through a wall like what like we're light um he's just a great place that you can learn all things mysticism um there's some other good teachers uh i mean he's really the main one i subscribe to i even just recommend just like starting with keywords like there's not one resource that even stands out besides him it's really asking yourself okay what's like the one thing i want to learn more about is that, you know, time hopping? Is that the quantum field? Is that mysticism? Go on Amazon, type in, like, book on mysticism. That's truly how I got to where I'm at today. Never asking for advice, just constantly, like, putting in keywords. And I look, I look at a list of books and be like, which one do I want to read? I allow my soul to pick the one. And before I knew it, I'm down the, the rabbit hole of, of, you know, actual black holes, pun, pun not intended. Um, <laughs> and so keywords, type it in, research, allow yourself to be your own guru mm -hmm. and where you need to learn. I love how you said that a couple of times now, like not asking for advice because mm -hmm. that is a trap. Like I mm -hmm. was like back in high school, I would ask my whole group of friends, what do you think about this before taking action? Whereas to sit silent and really ask myself, yeah. what do I want? Because yeah. if we're always seeking, we will never find or know, you know, ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I love that you said that. Yeah. I, it's funny you highlight that the other, to give a, just a funny example. Um, I felt much I never asked for advice. I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I decided I want to just dye my hair pink. So I, you know, I, I put in my hair in the shower. I come out and I'm letting it air dry. It was like, it soaks in overnight. It's like a deep conditioner. It kind of washes out after a couple of times. And I got my husband sitting on the couch and I'm like, guess what I just did. He's like, what? I'm like, I have pink dye in my hair. He's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, you don't care? He's like, when do I, one, when do you ever ask if I care about anything that you're going to do? And two, I figured you'd do it one day because you just do whatever you want. And he's like laughing. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I love so, that. Like, you know, like even small stuff like that. Don't ask for advice if you should dye your hair pink or not. If you want to dye your hair pink, dye your hair pink. <laughs> There's that phrase that's like, don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. <laughs> 
my life. That's my life. (laughs) (laughs) Same here. Like I'm, yeah, I don't like to be told what to do ever. I don't think any of us really do. So yeah, I love, I love how you just listen to what you really want and you just go for it. I admire that. So you mentioned that you love Dr. Joe Dispenza. Is there any other great influence or mentor that has helped guide you to where you are today? Mm, that this name just popped in, which is actually really funny. Um, Dr. Wayne Dyer, who's obviously no longer with us. He has been um, a, a very big spirit guide in and guide in my life and my husband's life. Uh, his books are actually the one that really, like my husband was he's a unicorn. He was born like self-aware and conscious. He never went through like a spiritual awakening. He was just like, oh yeah, like I know all this stuff. Um, but Dr. Wayne Dyer took his already expanded consciousness to a whole nother level um, as it did mine, which I shared books with him. Uh, so definitely Dr. Wayne Dyer. I mean, he, and he has what, 40, 40 plus books out there. Um, any of them uh, are good. One book that actually is, is I'm hearing to share is, um, Oh my gosh, Excuses Be Gone. The book Excuses Be Gone will help you get out of your own way like no other. So Dr. Wayne Dyer, um, Dr. Bruce Lipton, he's a great one. Uh, um, that's, that's really all that come to mind for, you know, I could speak a bunch of like the typical, you know, self-development teachers that are out there, but those three are, are pretty solid in my life. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing those with us. So I, I want to ask, <laughs> some of these are going to be just super fun questions. Um, so are you down for just a few? I love it. I love okay. It. <laughs> um, what is the most blissful experience that you can recall from your life? Mm. There's two. Can I give two? Yes. Um, one uh, surprising my grandparents, uh, and getting married in their living room. Aww. Uh, yep. They had no idea what my granddaddy only knew because my mom gave him a heads up the day before that way. My grandma wouldn't like have a, a heart attack. Um, that was amazing just to, with my now, my now husband, obviously, um, to do that. That was incredible. Just me, my mom, my grandparents, and uh, an ordained minister we found on Google, you know? Uh, mm. So that for sure. Um, and then anytime my family has a, a house up in the, the mountains and we actually, my husband and I just got back from there a few days ago. And he, we, we go out with our kayaks and we go into this lake, just a small lake surrounded by just beautiful trees and we like connect each other's boat kayaks to each other and they're open kayaks. We put our feet out and we just like lay there and like let ourselves like float. Sometimes we look up, we're like, Oh, we're in the grass. We are like, <laughs> we're in the woods now. Um, but that's like, that's like our happy place, our, our meditation uh, place. It sounds like family, like your, your husband that you're with now, nature, like going back to like, oh. what awakens your soul. Like, mm-hmm. hmm. That sounds so blissful. I love grabbing mm-hmm. a stand-up paddleboard and just laying on it and yes. just letting myself float just roll. Yeah. <laughs> in the harbor. Just mm. yep. yep, exactly. And what are some keys to freedom? Mm. Choosing. Choice. Mm. Yeah, that, that's it. Choice. That's a common theme I'm hearing from you is choosing mm-hmm. and seeing that we get to do it. 
What is your favorite song to rap along to? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you, you must have watched my IG stories yesterday. I did. I uh, did. <laughs> what, what, that, that song, actually, that I'm, I've been rapping right now, it's by Dirty Heads. It's called. Um, oh my god! My husband I have to look it up because you guys have to listen. You have to get this. Yes. Um, my husband got me hooked on it. Uh, it's called Sloth's Revenge by Dirty Heads. Um, that's the one I'm currently, because I, I love to rap to songs uh, that aren't really meant to be rapped to. Because <laughs> it's weird. So that, that, that one currently. <laughs> I could see you like on stage with a microphone and like your audience just like ready to go. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like at like a self-development event, all of a sudden I come up like rapping. And yes. Like, Where are we? <laughs> yes. That would be so epic. <gasps> so good. And just a handful, I mean, we've talked about this, um, just some handful of tips to help you really fully step into your authentic, weird, weird self mm -hmm. in quotes to really yeah. shine your freak flag, to be a magnet to the others. Yeah. Um, it's fun. Like just allow it to be fun. Allow life, allow your weird self to just have fun. Like life is not meant to be this like uncomfortable, weird thing like the more fun we have and the more childlike we are you don't you you really don't care if, like what people think about you and therefore going back to the freedom that's how you get freedom just not caring just, just having fun just having fun like that's all my husband and I do we just have fun yeah we have our days where we're, we want to kill each other and you know our biggest teachers and triggers but 99% of the time our theme is like rollerblading and just being silly and finger painting or coloring, whatever that is. <laughs> oh, sounds like such a fun relationship you guys have. It is. It is. And then DNA upgrading. Is there anything mm -hmm. that you want to shed light on as far as the process of upgrading your DNA and any symptoms you might feel along the way? Mm, that's an op open-ended uh, Pandora's box question. Uh, <laughs> but to, to, give, to give a really kind of like DNA upgrade 101 uh, is, is well, actually, that's coming through, is your, your chakras. Research what your chakras are. Understand what shame you have, what you know, trauma you have, your ability to be grounded. And just start to kind of understand that first. And then you can get to the process of, okay, here's where I've got the blocks. Here's where I've got symptoms of, you know, of, you know, even just not feeling comfortable going out in a crop top or like not wearing a bra. Like that's your way of being like, oh yeah, I have some old DNA that I'm ready to upgrade because that doesn't serve me anymore. So finding those, those points that don't align with you anymore and then really allowing yourself to, to be open to what that looks like. For, for a DNA upgrade, it's really about working with someone for that. It's really, you can do it to yourself through like meditation and through light work um, and just, you know, activating certain chakras. But if you're just starting off, get someone who like actually knows what they're doing so that way they can guide you and then you can spread your wings and rinse and repeat. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for sharing that because I'm reading the Sophia code. So it's interesting to go through that process mm -hmm. then to do it within a container would be a whole different experience a whole different experience like you can do it both ways but i'm more of like i like the easy route so i like someone to just like guide me through it i'm all about that 
Absolutely. I would rather save time, but what is time anymore? But to just, yeah, just to experience yeah. the fullness of life quicker yeah. Yeah. would be great. And then the last kind of rapid fire question, I guess you could say, um, what is something that you could not live without to do daily? Oh, my morning ritual, for sure. Journaling. If I had to give up journaling and meditation out of all my morning ritual, couldn't give up both of those. And your journaling is the, the, the stream of consciousness. Stream of consciousness. Yep. Yep. I love that. And you mentioned exercise or movement. Mm -hmm. What forms of movement do you currently enjoy? Um, I mix it up. Well, now that, that we've been, we, we, my husband and I joke, we've been doing jailhouse workouts because the gyms have been closed. Um, so we would just go for like a, a run, which I'm, I've never been a runner, but I somewhat ran during coronavirus. And we'd go to a grassy area with some one set of five pound dumbbells because they all got sold out and just kind of like move our body, like whatever worked. Um, so currently that was it for a while, but I love to weight lift. Um, so sometimes like for like leg day, like I'm that girl who is like deadlifting hundreds of pounds and, and hip thrusting and just, I love, I love a good tight booty. Um, mm. And then if I'm not weightlifting a leg day, I'll do something which is very masculine. I can't do too much of that. Uh, for a while I did, and I was in bodybuilding and lost my period and just, you know, too, too much masculine energy. And so to balance it out, I do, you know, Pilates or yoga or just pull out my mat, my mat at home and just like make weird movements or dance or really besides when I'm not intentionally weightlifting, it's just like moving my body, however it feels good. Mm, I love that. You're so intuitive. Yeah. It must be fun to be inside of your brain <laughs> or your heart, I should say. Like, so it's a wild your... ride. <laughs> and everyone has fallen in love with you that is, has been listening to this. And I would love to just open it up to you to talk about your offerings and where people can come and connect and play with you. Mm, thank, thank you. Yes. Uh, I'm on Instagram like all the times, you know, so just come shoot me a DM. It's I am Taylor Simpson, like the show. Uh, come say hi. You'll get a voice message back probably while I'm walking my dogs because that's when I multitask. So I always preface with people. I'm like, hi, hi, like breathing. Um, <laughs> see, I, I, love, I love connecting with people um, and chatting with them um, about life, anything, all the things uh, over there. So there's that. Um, I have a quiz that we recently put out. We, we, built, we were building it during coronavirus. So I am like hashtag obsessed with it. Um, um, and it's, what is your frequency? Um, it's a free quiz. What's your money frequency? Uh, you can go to taylorsimpson.com slash quiz. Uh, and not only, um, there's multiple reasons why I love this quiz. Not only will you find out what frequency you're sitting at when it comes to your ability to attract money, but I also share with you then which chakras are overproducing and which ones are underproducing and how to fix them. So it's not a quiz. I like to like own this one. It's not a quiz that says, okay, here's what's broken by this thing. It's literally, here's what gets to be fixed and gets to be improved. And here's how to fix it. You're welcome. Go with it. Um, so it's really like, it's like, I, it's a, it's a quiz in a, a funnel. If you want to be businessy with it, that will truly serve, um, everyone, which is why I'm obsessed. So I've got that quiz, go take that, 
go consume that. Um, I have a membership uh, program, which is the Abundant Life Experience. That's a great thing to get into if you're looking to, to do the work, to do the shadow work. We've got, it's like your one-stop shop for all things living an abundant life. So we go into shadow work. We go into human design. We go into um, divine feminine, into lack and scarcity, all these things that like it, you could take away years of doing the work and I condense it all in one lesson where you're like, oh, oh, I didn't have to make it that hard. Got it. Uh, so and it's just a beautiful tribe of women who are all besties now. And it's incredible, um, that group. So I have that as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing Yay. all of that. And I cannot wait to take your quiz. I'm curious. Uh, yeah, yeah you have to let me know what frequency you're at. Yeah, I'll definitely let you know. And from experience, I DM'd you about this podcast and you replied within like two minutes. So you're very responsive. I, uh -huh. I was very appreciated. So thank yes. you. Yes. Yes. And I do want to keep this current with the times as well. So I would love to touch on anything you feel called to share about quarantine. Oh my or goodness. Or what's going on in this world. I, yeah. Um, yeah you know, I could speak for hours on that one. Um, if you follow, if you follow me on Instagram stories, you have a very clear opinion on what's going on. Um, but really to, to anchor it in, um, I've, I've actually said this word a couple of times. It is your responsibility to educate yourself on what's going on. Not just what you currently know and what your mom and dad and your pastor and your teacher and CDC and your president and your governor and your whatever told you, but like, actually make it your responsibility to learn more on what's going on, um, whether that's in, you know, the, uh, the, the satanic cult, the deep state, the, to vaccines, to 5G, to, um, you know, going within and learning yourself. Like, it's your responsibility to learn more of what's happening outside you and inside you. Like, period. <laughs> mm, yes. And finding what's true for you, what, res what truly resonates yes. and not listening to the news yes. or the media, but really yes. finding Intuition. your own. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Everything you just touched on I me, mean, that could be a whole nother <laughs> conversation. And you mentioned you have a meditation, some journal prompts. And so all of your gifts will be in the description below. Awesome. You'll find those links. The way that I would love to close this conversation is just to allow whatever you think would help humanity as a whole, a message just to come through and yeah, just, mm. yeah, just uh, be the light, be the love, mm. be your unicorn goddess, mystical self and, and have fun. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that permission slip. <laughs> Oh, it's been such a fun conversation talking with you and yeah, just thank you so much for showing up and being here and sharing all of your cosmic, thank you, beautiful unicorn information. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mm. If you loved this episode, share it with someone. If you leave a comment on iTunes, I'd love to send you a gift. Take a screenshot and email me over at melissa at awakenmysoulcoaching.com 
and I will send you the freebie straight to your inbox. My gift to you for being a supportive sister goddess. I read all of my reviews and I'm truly lit up by you. Thank you for sharing and see you on the next episode.